Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. This is your freedom coach, Don Scott Damon, coming at you again tonight. And I am so glad that you have joined us on the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Talk radio, but not just talk radio, walk radio, because we want to walk out the principles of freedom in Jesus' name. We are not victims anymore. We have been set free, and it's time for us to rise up as the chosen daughters of God and live the life that God gave us and that Jesus paid the price really for us to have. Amen? Well, you guys, I am so excited for you to listen tonight because we got the sister in the house tonight. I have with me Linda F. Williams, MSW, woman extraordinaire, author, singer, woman of God, been there, done that, made the t-shirt, right? Yeah, I'm just wearing them. And I'm so glad that you're with me tonight. Welcome, so Linda. Much. I'm so honored to be here just to kick it with you, my friend. Yeah. So touched by your testimony and your ministry. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, really. Really. Thank you so much. Thank it's an you. honor for me to have you sitting here. And both of us have written books. Tell tell the ladies a little bit about the book. that I love the title of your book. Tell us about it real quick. It's called Whose Apple Is It Anyway? Uh-huh. Empowering Purpose to Achieve Our God-Ordained Destiny. And it was born out of a phone call December 17, 2005 from my sister who... Mm told me I was going to write a book that would be tied to my healing yeah. and that that book would only progress mm-hmm. as I healed in that process. And that's what happened. Seven mm-hmm. years and six days from putting pen to paper wow. before mm-hmm. I finished it, Dawn. And mm-hmm. it's just opened up the avenue for me to share, yes. you know, as, as you do. Yes. I, I mean, I listened to your Focus on the Family interview and I was just riveted. By your heart mm-hmm. to just share what you went through and how you share that with such love, even so in the midst of having gone through that, because we can come out so hardened yes. by the experience. Right. And I was touched by the tenderness and the vulnerability, the transparency that was so evident in your story. And I had to tell you how I was touched by that. It's so along the lines of whose apple is it anyway. And I just want people to realize how we get twisted and our vision gets yeah. blurred, how we just separated from our spiritual birthright. Mm-hmm. When life twists us up in situations like yours where people get traumatized on any level as a child before they're able to developmentally yeah. deal with it, mm-hmm. it just changes the whole trajectory of their life. Absolutely. We get up, we dust ourselves off and just keep on stepping. Right. Not realizing that we're stepping at the opposite direction of our path or purpose. So I'm just really honored to hit, sit here and kick it with you about the what it takes to get on that path mm-hmm. and, and to reach the type of happiness that your life is evidencing now. Yeah. As a result of that. Well I'm I'm thankful that you're here and that is what I want to talk about tonight because I too was riveted when I was listening to you mm-hmm. on a radio program. I believe it's called Join the Dots or something. Mm-hmm. But you were talking about something that resonates with me. We you, and you've just touched on it. Our destiny 
in God. And mm-hmm. when we are birthed into this world, we know Psalm 139 tells us that that he oversaw our creation. He knit us together. Mm-hmm. God put us together when we were in the secret place. And I mm-hmm. believe he breathed inside of us mm-hmm. his living DNA and put seeds yes. inside of us That's of purpose stuff. and destiny. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. and then life rips us off, right? Oh my good. That's so I love the way you put that yeah. because in the book I talk about that God doesn't do a thing unless he purposes first in his heart. He's not willy-nilly throwing stuff out there because he can. It's not haphazard. And and before our parents existed, he knew us. He called us to a specific purpose. Uh When he created us, Mm -hmm. even in his heart, from the moment we were created in his very heart, what created his heart and his purpose are immutable. That means that what he gives us to accomplish our purpose is our spiritual birthright. That's the rip-off. That's what gets ripped off. Uh The the, the natural talent, skills, and abilities he puts Mm -hmm. in a person to fulfill their purpose. The uh, toolkit, I call it, which includes your character, who you are as a person. That's your spiritual birthright. The enemy understands all I got to do is just kick that from under them and I can sit back with my popcorn and wait because there's no way they're going to fulfill their purpose without that. And so the things that you've been through, some of the things that I talk about that I've been through in the book are just poised to really weaken the gifts we're given. God says, as you already know, that that the gifts are without repentance. Mm -hmm. Once he gifts us. We are gifted. We can walk in that gifting regardless of how twisted we are. Right. There's always some level we're going to walk in our gifting. Mm-hmm. Your father was mm-hmm. a prime example mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever he went through in his childhood right. to Come, yeah. mess up his character, mm-hmm. he still walked in his gifting. Mm-hmm. See? Right. Th- that's very good right. But the farther we are from the character God gave us in his heart and in, in our purpose, the weaker our tools become in our toolkit, and they mm-hmm. can be either be rendered completely ineffective, mm-hmm. or they can be weakened based on us getting twisted twisted out of who he created. Right, us exactly. I think of so many things when you're talking. All the the lights and the bells and the whistles are going off for mm-hmm. me because this is part of my purpose and mm-hmm. part of my destiny mm-hmm. is helping women rise up, get out of the ash heap, mm-hmm. you recognize who you are. And even when we talk about being ripped off, we are ripped off, we're stolen from, but actually he can't take it from us. We still have it. About it, girl. Yes. But it's just dormant. It's just buried. He, but he, he lies to us and says, "I took that. You don't have that gift That's anymore. Right. You don't have that purpose. You don't have that calling. It's too late for you." Oh yeah, you're but, damaged goods. Right? You can't do you're that. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, God, you're girl, ruined. Yeah. But this whole time, it's still inside of us because it's irrevocable. God doesn't. He's not an Indian giver. He didn't take it back. It's our spiritual birthright. It's yes. who we are. It's who we are. That's and, right. Um, I think about the prodigal son, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he got his birthright from his father and he mm-hmm. went out there and he squandered it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we think um, a lot of times Satan, I, I've heard people say, oh, the devil's just trying to kill me. He's just trying to kill me. And that's possible. Maybe he's trying to kill you. But I, I don't know about if he's trying to kill you, but he is trying to waste you. Mm, shut up a, now. Yes. I'll just squander you. Oh, I'll just waste your gift. That's right. I'll that's just right. waste your life. It's more that's torturous right. to you to be on this earth unfulfilled. Oh, yes. Come oh, on, yes. talk to me. Say oh, something yes, about yes, that. Yes, yes, Because all he's got to do is, is I, I tell people in the book, he's one note man. The devil <laughs> ain't busy. The devil, this devil, that. One note. Uh-huh. Off focus. 
stolen focus, Mm -hmm. stolen vision, stolen Mm -hmm. vision, stolen purpose, Mm -hmm. stolen purpose, stolen destiny. Let me catch them at the bottom of that that, that chain. Okay, now now you got to say it again. Okay, ladies, you didn't have your notepad out. We caught you sleeping. Get ready. Say it again. It's stolen focus Mm -hmm. equals stolen vision. Mm -hmm. Stolen vision equals stolen purpose. Mm -hmm. Stolen purpose equals stolen destiny. That's right. Right. So if it's one of all focus, whether that's got you screaming in tongues at the top of your lungs because you talk about the devil's busy because you're going through the same thing for the 99th uh-huh. time, yeah. that's all focus if God's trying to show you something in your character that needs mm-hmm. to be changed. Or it's all focus if you're, 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 you're anything that he, he does to take you off of your path of purpose, mm-hmm. okay, right. to your path of purpose if you're on your path of purpose, everything that you need, everybody that's a divine connection for you or you are a divine connection for them mm-hmm. is along your path of purpose. If he can knock you off that path and you get up, brush yourself off, and you're walking in the wrong direction, okay, he's on to the next joker because you're all focused. As long as you're all focused, yeah. I weaken your whole spiritual birthright. Right. Right. I'm See? just going to waste. You're just going to be wasted. You're just going to be squandered. And, right. and, and I don't have to do anything more. You're that's, doing it to yourself. I'm off to the next job. Yeah. Right. I, I, my, my thing is done here. And that's, I mm-hmm. think about that prodigal son because there mm-hmm. he was in the pig pen. There he was. That wasn't his calling. That wasn't mm-hmm. his purpose. And then he said, well, I, when he said, the Bible says he came to his senses. Yes. And he said, I'm going to go back to my father. But if you think about it, he came to his senses. Mm -hmm. And then he said, in his best thinking, he said, I'll be a slave. Wow. That's powerful. He still didn't get it. Powerful. Right? So so you're not going to fulfill your purpose without God's thinking. But let's get to that. That's a good point. I'll be a slave, even in his best thinking. So what has happened there? Mm -hmm. He has fallen for the you don't deserve any better life. Yeah, you've been out there. So I'll you've just done go all back. that. I know I can go back, but I'll just be a slave. I'll just be a slave. Feel me? Uh-huh, I feel you. I, he'll forgive me, you know, maybe whatever. I, I'll just grovel and I'll just live low living. Right. And I'll, 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 he's right. still not going to claim and his birthright. He's still not going right. to get his that's calling. That's right. His and, it, it, and it's insidious that the thing that's dangerous about this, and I talk about it in Whose Apple Is It Anyway, is that it's insidious in that mm-hmm. it's an underlying undercurrent we're not aware of that there's mm-hmm. setting, set, setting unconscious expectations. Mm-hmm. It's not the expectations you're conscious of. You know you want better. You might on some level think you deserve better. Mm -hmm. And you might decide you're going to wait for better. But Mm -hmm. all the wishing, wanting, and waiting is not getting it done because you find yourself in these patterns Mm -hmm. of negative relationships. Mm -hmm. Or, uh, you know, for instance, I've been abused in the past and I've been raped. So there were multiple rapes. And Mm -hmm. that unconscious expectation that builds up as Mm -hmm. a result of that led me to marry a rapist Mm -hmm. without knowing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's the unconscious, subconscious expectations that I'm digging into in that book Mm -hmm. that keep us in these cycles and these patterns. Patterns of negative relationships, just negativity in our life that's all the way on the other end of the spectrum from what God intended for us mm-hmm. to do. And because it's so insidious, mm-hmm. it's so unconscious, it's a dangerous thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe that yes. because I've come through all those layers of healing in that book, I believe that my, similar to yours, that my calling is actually to wake people up, 
Yeah. I've given them two <laughs> powerful tools to mm-hmm. really root it out. Mm-hmm. What the book is, uh, Dawn, is it's, it's, a, it's a sound balance between multiple decades of sound behavioral science. Mm-hmm. And the spirituality, mm-hmm. and we've been majoring on the spirituality to the exclusion of yes, sound yeah, behavioral I science. I agree, with and that. that's duping people to the point where right. I'm seeing people going out of here backwards mm-hmm. who love God, who might even be walking in their purpose, yep. but they don't understand why this cycle is still going on. Right. Why is this still a problem for me? Why am I still hurting there? Have I not forgiven? And all we're hearing from the pulpit yeah. is a bunch of Christianese yeah. that really doesn't help people because when we walk out of the doors and out of that emotion no connection with God, then we're walking back into yeah. the life we live. We're walking back into the house with that husband that's being Right, and, yeah, and there's no change. Um, right. i got a couple questions for you because I want to mm-hmm. touch on that. Um, first of all, I'll just give you my mantra real quick. Mm-hmm. We are a three-part being, Absolutely. aren't we? We're yes. body, Absolutely. soul, and spirit. Right. So our body, our physical, the physical part of us, right. and then our soul, the emotional mm-hmm, part of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how, I think, I feel, I will. My mm-hmm. where the wounds are, mm-hmm. where the where yes, the personality exactly. is, exactly. all that part of your soul. Right. And then there's the spirit realm. Right. And often people want to fix their problems just in one domain. Mm-hmm. They want to just go to the doctor and get some meds, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. Or they want to just say a prayer and have anointing, and that's it. Right. Or they just want to go to a psychiatrist, but they don't. Don't know Jesus, and they and they right. they're ign- okay. we are three parts. Right. Absolutely. And you know the Bible tells us that God says a three strand cord is not easily, easily broken. broken, and we know that in the affirmative, we know that that you know that's Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, and that's love and faith and hope. Right. And we know, but Satan knows that remedy okay. or that right. rep- recipe. Totally. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So he'll 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 Absolutely. try to attack us in the body, in the soul, and in the spirit. Okay. And if we only address one, there's still a hook in us. That's right. That's and that's exactly what you're it. talking about. That's exactly it. We have to address what's physical, what's emotional, yes. and woundedness that have yes. to be healed, yes. and what is spiritual that can right. be, you know, ca- cast out or pray- prayed over or whatever. So, mm-hmm. right. So, um, so let's keep it real. I know you have a powerful testimony, and mm-hmm. I want to hear a little bit about that. And then I want to hear um, what you're talking about with with whose apple is it anyway, and what's your what's your like what I just said. You know, I, I believe that it's body, soul, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And you're saying we've got to do more than just the spiritual. Okay. What's your this book took seven years, so you've learned a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I ran into a lot of writing uh, blocks where I couldn't write yeah. and didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm listening to what you're telling me. If you want to write and be a professional writer, then you have to just write every day. It wasn't working like that with mm-hmm. me. Uh, I can give you a couple of examples of what happened to me that had to push me forward through healing. Basically, I, I have had rape, molestation in my background. It was more than one rape over the years. Uh, one of those had happened, and for some reason, I was in the writing block, and I wound up telling this. I had this game going with this guy I was going with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd think of something I went through, and I'd tell him it, and he'd be all shocked. And then, you know, we'd talk about it, and then we wind up laughing. What you going to come up with next? Yeah. And I was getting out of the carport with him. I said, uh, you know, this guy raped me. He sodomized me till I was bleeding mm-hmm. about 30 years ago. And... He said, did you go to the doctor? And Dawn, I'm telling you, you could have pushed me over with a feather. It never crossed my mind to go to the doctor. And so the first thing out of my mouth was a whimsical, like, yeah, why didn't I go to the doctor? And then I jumped right back into my defense. I said, why should I go to the doctor? 
Tell him that I did something that stupid. He didn't say anything to me right then, but he had an opportunity a few weeks later. And he told me, he said, Linda, this is what's going on with you. He said, you told me that men always tell you that you think more like a man than you do as a woman. He said, I didn't say anything to you weeks ago, but I want to tell you that was messed up. He said, at what point does that man own what he did to you? At some point in that whole scenario, that man has to own his wrong for hurting you. Your responsibility in that began and ended with your decision to let him in there. You didn't know he was a rapist. I'm so ashamed, Dawn, that I let him in my room. I made my bed. I needed to lie in it. For 30 years, he may as well have kept me in his unrelenting grip because for 30 years, I was that wrong that was done to me. I carried that shame and that self-loathing. Totally clueless that that's what was going on with me. I went through a whole marriage like that. Dawn, I didn't have a clue that I was blaming myself, saying I deserve that rape because I put myself in that position. And when this man opened my eyes and told me at some point that man has to own the wrong he did with you, you're talking about reaping what you saw. Linda, you can't become that wrong. It's done. That's what I was doing all my life. I take one blow, I suck it in like a yeah. horror flick where somebody's throwing rotten flesh, and I just took it in, and I became the wrong that was done to me mm-hmm. without knowing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so once I explained that to, to that he explained that to me, then I was able to pick up and write again. Then I wow. came to another point in a relationship with a guy, and it was something that I was just stuffing that I needed to get him told, draw some boundaries. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you to this day what it was. And Dawn, one day I got up the nerve to go downstairs and look him in the face, and I said whatever it was I had to say to this man. I came back upstairs and I stood in my office and shook like a leaf. It felt like the whole earth was shaking. And then I went into flight mode. I started calling management. I thought he was going to beat me up, you know, because of this. And then I thought, oh, my God, what if he does this and what if he does that to get back? And I was in full-blown trauma mode. And if I had just experienced a trauma, that wasn't there. That right, sure you That wasn't there. Do you hear me? But I had pushed through it. I had said what I needed to say. And then the Lord called my attention to where I was, what I was experiencing. Physiologically, I was really there. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell you what that's like. And then over a matter of days, I realized I had just forced myself through another level of healing Mm -hmm. and realized that Mm -hmm. just very tangibly, how this thing can grip you and snatch you back into the past. So I'm in the here and now, reacting to the here and now situation Mm -hmm. as if I'm back in some past trauma. Mm -hmm. That trauma's real. That trauma's right there. It's as real as the way I'm shaking in the face of what just happened. But it's maladaptive because... I'm in the past. Mm -hmm. See what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And so that was another thing that I had to go through, having been a victim of domestic violence and everything. Oh, man. So now would you have called that, obviously that's post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and we've had a couple of women on the show that have struggled with that. Mm -hmm. I had a, a... I want to say a low-grade part of that. I mean, I had that. I had triggers and mm-hmm. all kinds of things that mm-hmm. through my healing process, which also was about seven years mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. in, and we're still always recovering, yes. aren't we? I mean, yes, you girl. know, we know we're, 
yeah. were mostly healed, but right, um, right, right. But there's still things. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people that don't understand why they trigger the way they do, or why they're why they experience that. So mm-hmm. that's not just that's not a, just a spiritual experience. No. That Thank you for saying because, that. Because trauma is a biological event, not just a physical event. That's good stuff. It right changes there. your brain chemistry. Absolutely. There are a lot of things going on in the brain, too. What people have to understand is every experience we've ever had is born in our soul, whether that's good or bad, hurtful, joyful. Your soul is your mind, will, and your emotions. Okay, it's the prime target for the enemy. He locked you down in your soul. He's got your destiny on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we've done, what we've done, uh, unbeknownst to us in the church, is we've really demonized humanity. We've demonized our human side. Mm-hmm. We've demonized the, the, <laughs> the emotions. And mm-hmm. things that we've done. So that if you have any kind of a negative emotion that keeps recurring on you, then you can easily go to church and feel as if something's wrong with you. You don't have enough faith or, you know, that you're wrong. And people got to understand that. Bottom line is this, y'all. That, I mean, let's be real. We're laying this yeah, on the table, yeah, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Anything we accomplish on this earth is going to have to be accomplished in our humanity. Mm-hmm. If Jesus Christ, God himself, had to come down here in this atmosphere yeah. to accomplish our salvation and had to do it in his humanity, yeah. so do we. So how are we demonizing the one thing right. we all share? Mm-hmm. Bottom line is this. Mm-hmm. We're going to experience and hold those things in our souls. Soul connection. So if the, the trauma that you went through, uh, the, the, the domestic violence I went through, the rapes I went through, okay, they're tantamount to an open wound cutting to the bone, yeah. mm-hmm. white meat. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yeah. I'm being graphic yeah. on purpose, y'all. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's all right. And we put a butterfly bandage yeah. over mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. we got this butterfly bandage, mm-hmm. we got a bunch of them on there, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we go through life. We pick ourselves as women. We got kids to raise. We got this to do. And so we just move on. And it heals up anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to take nothing at all. Bump up against that sucker. It's going to pop wide yeah. open. Right. It's oozing to the bone right. again because right. we've got a surface thing mm-hmm. on it. We have got to heal from the inside out. It got to cut to the root of that wound. And I'm talking about inside mm-hmm. out healing. I'm talking about days walking around crying and you don't even know why. Yeah, right. It's, it, it's when you know that you're kind of on the outside looking in and you know something's going on, mm-hmm. that the Lord is down in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know exactly what it is and sometimes you don't. Right. Unless right. and until that wound is healed from the inside mm-hmm. out that we bear in our souls. We're crippled. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're paralyzed. You said there something you that I really like, and I wrote it down, and I think it says something like, until we face it, God can't fix yeah, it. Yeah, you can't face it, God can't fix it. Yeah. Okay? It, it, the whole rules of the defense system is to make sure that you are not facing truth. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a section on attitude in the book, and I talk about the various descriptions of what attitude mm-hmm. is. My favorite one is the one that said it's the alignment of the plane as it comes in for a landing. Okay. okay? Uh-huh. That ground, you're either going to have a safe landing depending upon the perspective of the pilot mm-hmm. or you're going to have crash and burn. Right. Bottom line, y'all, 
The earth ain't moving for that plane, right. and truth ain't moving to right. accommodate us. Right. And if we are not <laughs> facing that truth, mm-hmm. and, and, that, and it's the insidious lies we tell each other, mm-hmm. I heard you talking about that. Yeah. You don't even realize you believe in a right. lie, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if if we are really just going through our life based on a bunch of lies, then we cannot aspire to the truth. I talk about in the book, Dawn, and then, and you know, then I'm going to shut up and let you ask more questions. But, you know, an apple, if I gave you an apple and mm-hmm. it was just delicious, yeah. you take the seed of that apple. I don't know. You just look like to me. You should have your hat on in the garden. You take the seed <laughs> that apple. I'm going to plant this. I'll get uh-huh. some more yeah. apples yeah. like this. You know right. what the real deal is? That apple will not be the same. Mm-hmm. You can plant that seed out of that apple and it's, something will happen. It'll come up. It'll be tasteless. It's going to be hard to cultivate. It's going to be a completely different apple than the apple you got that seed out of. That's just horticulture. That's just real. And unless that, unless you take, okay, you pull it off the table. You take that branch off of that tree and graft it into the root of another tree that's of the same type of apple that mm-hmm. you want. Unless it's grafted into the root of that tree, mm-hmm. it will not give you back the same apple. I call mm-hmm. it phony apple seed. Mm-hmm. We got That's to start good. dealing with each other That's based good. on the back story. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And we have got to recognize the fruit that we're taking into our harvest. First of all, we're fooled into thinking that we got to just take whatever's flying across the fence at us. It's like you're wearing right. a bath. Right. Uh-huh. And you go through life, your lid is wide open. People can really, really talk bad apple, good apple. You pay right. no attention. You don't even know which apples are yours. Until something goes to rotten, you know, one bad apple will rot the mm-hmm. whole bunch, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I train people to do in the book is how to examine that apple. Because, see, even though that apple might look not so good, mm-hmm. maybe there's uh, sustaining nectar in that. That lesson you need to learn, mm-hmm. okay? Then some of that stuff just rotten crap, you need to throw it out. You got to figure out which of this rotten mess is yours and mm-hmm. which it is. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yep. And so we have to learn that we can open and close that lid as we see fit and understand how our choices are writing our lives. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that. Say more about choices, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, God gave us free will. Let's go back mm-hmm. to the garden. Mm-hmm. Everybody heard the story of the garden and Eden, and you know that the, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was there. Yeah. Well, you know, it was in the middle of the garden with the tree of life, bottom dang line. Why right. put two trees there knowing we're going to do the goofy and act a darn fool? Well, you know, God wanted us to have free choice. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, you guys. Free choice. He knew when he gave it to us, it was going to mess up the master plan. He knew that it was going to be a problem with us and our humanity to do the right thing. But he wanted us to have free mm-hmm. choice. He could have made robots if he wanted yeah, to. He's right, a loving right. God. Absolutely. And without both trees, it wouldn't have been a choice. Mm-hmm. But the Bible also says the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was fruit was good for food. Yeah. And there was nothing wrong with that fruit. Mm-hmm. The only thing wrong is he told them not to eat. Okay? Yep. So they could have eaten from the tree of life. That's my big question. Why didn't you just eat from the tree of life? Call it a day, but no. Both of them sitting there all that time. You over here talking to an animal that ain't supposed to be able to talk. Talk to. Okay? And then I talk about that apple. That apple, that whole conversation, y'all go back and read it. That whole conversation one didn't have anything to do with eating. 
He made it look like it was all about her. Yo, don't you want to know what God, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about her. Let's talk about mm -hmm. the seed of that apple. Let's talk about the backstory. Backstory. Mm -hmm. Running rackets on God for booting his hiney out of heaven. He's angry with God, knowing he's no match for God. So I'm going to mess with the people you got to accomplish your yeah, will in the right. earth with, right? She shouldn't have taken that apple. If she would have realized that that wasn't about her, that it was about his re rebellious retaliation, she would have known that that was his seed. She didn't pay attention to the backstory, so she takes that apple, she bites it, and in that moment, she traded her harvest yeah. for his. Booted up out of the garden. Yes, yes. That's what we're doing on a daily basis. Yes. We're really seeing things from a non-truthful perspective. We're not able to see the backstory, and we're not able to see that the apples that we're taking really aren't about us. That really, if we saw the backstory, we would have more understanding, compassion, forgiveness. Okay, so let me let me repeat that, and um, mm -hmm. and we're gonna have to. Um, we're going to have to have you do another program with us okay. right after this one. Okay. So, so ladies, you're going to have to listen again next week to get a second part of this. But um, the backstory, I'm hearing you say mm -hmm. that when Eve was offered the fruit from the serpent, mm -hmm. who looked beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, smooth. smooth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Charming. Yes. Charming, yeah. smooth serpent. Yes. But what she didn't have was the backstory. She didn't know that she was just a pawn in the story of retaliation, that this was really about Satan's warfare against God. And that just for sport, just to get at God's heart, he tripped up humanity. And he does it to every woman from that point on. To deceive and to destroy. Yeah. yeah. Counting on the rules. Counting on the lie. Yes. Counting on that focus. working. So we've got to wrap it up for today, but I would—I just wonder if you have um, an answer to this. I'm curious. Okay. So many times people say, you talked about free choice a lot mm -hmm. just now, and I believe everything that you said. God loved us enough to give us free mm -hmm. choice. A lot of people ask me as a survivor of childhood sexual assault, and you've mm -hmm. experienced sexual assault, that why didn't God stop it? How uh, you know what kind of God loves us when when He didn't stop it? Have you come up with any good answer for that? I know what I say to me. Mm -hmm. I say to them, "You've got to find your own answer to that mm -hmm. one." God, God, God could have overpowered that person. Mm -hmm. He could have stopped, but mm -hmm. they had a free will and they exerted their free will in violation to us, mm -hmm. and it hurt. Mm -hmm. But God knew that he'd have something better for us and that he would restore and redeem and, mm -hmm. and, and heal us if we mm -hmm. choose it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any insight You know, that's that? a really hard question, yeah. and I'm no theologian, but the bottom line is this. He gave us free choice. Mm -hmm. And the minute that that decision was made in the Garden of Eden, the script was flipped. All dominion over everything that God had given them was flipped over to evil. And there's that evil force that's going on. Now, he yeah. redeemed the whole thing through Jesus Christ. Right. But the bottom line is that domain still remains as it stood mm -hmm. that the, the Satan had to run on this earth. Mm -hmm. When he gave us free will, he gave everybody free will. Right. And I'm sure that he has intervened for us in ways that we don't, we don't even, even know. know. Mm -hmm. I mean, situations where I was raped and the guy could have just left me on the side of the road. 
I can't tell you why it appears to us that God didn't intervene, mm-hmm. but I can bet you this. When you get to heaven and ask him, you're going to see where he was right there right the there. whole time. Yeah. He could only go so far mm-hmm. with that evil in yeah. your life. And I believe that when, that God can leverage that. We'll talk in the next show yeah. about how to leverage that. Yeah. And I don't know how to answer that question for anybody yeah. other than the fact that God makes the rules. He doesn't break them. Yep. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Hey, um, ladies, I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this. And I know there's some brothers listening to this because, you know what, this is just straight-up good news, uh, male, female, or whatever. This is truth. Mm-hmm. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And I'm so glad that you've listened today. And I'm just going to once more thank my guest, Linda F. Williams, for being here. I know the F stands for Francis. Yeah. Do you share that freely? Because yes. I just did. <laughs> yes, that's fine. It's my I've, mother's name. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And Thank I heard you. you say that earlier. Give us your website real quick, would you? Whoseapple.org. W-H-O-S-E-A-P-P-L-E.org. Whoseapple.org. You mm-hmm. need to get yourself this book and read it. So we're going to pray and we're going to sign off, but stay tuned next week because we're going to have Linda back with us and I know you're not going to want to miss that. But right now, I want to pray for you. Tonight, you've been listening to the program and something inside of you has just been touched, perhaps even triggered. I want you to know that right now, God is reaching to you. Father, I pray for anyone listening to this program who's lost hope They're like that person that's fallen asleep at the wheel of the car and they don't realize they're headed for a crash. Wake them up, God, I pray. Restore hope. Restore the trust and the belief that you are God, you're in control, and you can make something beautiful of their life. We look to you, God, as our only answer. You are the Redeemer. And I pray right now, Lord, you'd reach down and rescue my sister from whatever pit, whatever trauma, whatever hole that she's in. Raise her up and give her a fresh start. That fresh start begins right now. We trust you and we believe you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, everybody. It's good to be with you, and I trust and believe that you will be with us next week. And until then, keep walking in freedom. This is Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, saying peace out.